today on The Travel Guys. In the travel news, the industry reacts to the lifting of the testing rule, which required everyone returning to the U.S. to have a COVID test within 24 hours of coming home. And Disney has launched a brand new cruise ship. In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we talk about words and vacation rental ads, which should set off an alarm when you're shopping for a place to rest your head. At 335, Gwen Duncan joins us to talk a little bit about cruises. Are her travelers cruising the high seas? What are prices looking like? Do you need vaccines, boosters, etc. to get on the ship? Gwen will update us. Finally, at 350, we uh, talk a little about how telemedicine and travel are proving to be the perfect match. All that and more in the next 55 minutes right here on The Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. To Alaska, but old north to Russia's own. Welcome, welcome everyone to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. That would be Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Thanks for spending a wonderful Sunday afternoon with us. Thank you. Mark, uh, good to see you, my friend. Uh, uh, what do you have for our listeners? Give us a give us a, a little help of uh, travel on the road these days. Well, uh took a ferry to group. I, I, I was the messenger taking a group of folks who were going on a trip to Cape Cod on Friday, took them back to um, back to Boston, and then yesterday came back home. So it gave me an opportunity to to go through the Boston airport twice and the Denver airport twice and the Sacramento airport twice. And all I can say is that, as advertised, um, airports are a busy place this summer. You you know, we talk often about allowing yourself enough time when you get to the airport. But right now, that's really important. If you're not on the first flight out of the day, you're something that's, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. That's rush hour at the airport. So you're going to be going through security at five, five thirty, quarter to six. Um, that's when everybody else is going through. Uh, not only in Sacramento, but at a lot of other places. The other thing that I really noticed being in Denver with the huge crush of people and not Denver, like the Sacramento Airport and many others, hasn't returned to 100% capacity in terms of food options for travelers. So not all of the restaurants have reopened since COVID, and even being down one or two in a smaller airport or a medium-sized airport like ours will make a difference. Uh, in Denver, the, the lines for concessions were long, so I'm thinking, here are these people who left Sacramento at 520 in the morning, and they're thinking, well, it'll be okay when we get to Denver. We've got an hour or an hour and 15 minutes layover, and we'll grab something to eat there and hop back on the plane. Well, probably maybe not so much. Uh, because if your gates are not close to each other, United now, as we mentioned, is using gates in three different concourses in Denver, so a slight red flag there. And we were unfortunate enough to land uh, at one of the two gates United has in the sea concourse, so we had to take the train, go underneath, come back up on the other side, get back upstairs. That alone takes about 15, 20 minutes, so an hour and 10-minute layover 
they start boarding now 40 minutes before departure. Heck, if you had to tinkle, um, you're out of time. So yep. now if, you, if, you, if you're counting on running up to a grab-and-go and just grabbing anything that you could go with to get something in your stomach, you might not have time for that, or the choices might be uh, you know, snack crackers and $4 bottled water. So be careful about thinking that you're going to accomplish too much during a layover at a hub airport because a whole lot of people are landing at the same time and may have the same thing in mind. Now, and I, I was just watching people and the lines at in, in Denver, two of the big places to eat, fast food places on the United Kong Force, McDonald's and Chick-fil-A are right next to each other. And uh, if you had less than an hour and a half, you weren't going to Chick-fil-A. Um, if you had less than an hour, you weren't going to McDonald's. So just be careful. If, if you, you may have to buy something on the plane. United doesn't take cash anymore or credit cards. You have to download their app. I'm guessing some of the other major carriers who sell food on the planes are the same. So just plan ahead. That's really what we've kind of been emphasizing here and, and what I would continue to emphasize for the rest of the summer while everybody is operating at maximum capacity, is plan ahead, take a deep breath, bring your patience, because you're going to need it. And remember the F word, as we've talked about here, flexibility, because it is likely that nothing will go perfectly. We had a group went to Cape Cod last week, didn't get to go to Martha's Vineyard for part of the day because the wind was high, the ferry boat was short, the ferry system short on help, so they canceled the ferry boats. The people didn't get to go to Martha's Vineyard. They went straight to Nantucket on a high-speed ferry through some fairly high winds, which probably wasn't the most pleasant ride in history. But point being that everything is not going according perfectly. So if you're one of those perfect people, then stay home, wait six months until this all passes, hopefully, and then you can go out on the road safer. Ah, but if you like adventure and the unknown, <laughs> yeah, be sure to pack your own snacks and 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 that. What else can I tell you? All right, you just never know. Uh, we are the Travel Guys, and at the top of the Travel Guys radio program, somewhere we bring you up to date on the travel news. And uh, with it, Mark on the spot. What you got? Well, uh, in the headlines, Tom, we talked about the big story of the week. The travel industry has been lobbying now for, I'd say, a couple of months pretty strongly to get the return. Uh, if, you're, if you travel overseas or even if you travel to Canada or Mexico, uh, if, within 24 hours of your return, you have to have a PCR-type test to be able to get back into the country, a COVID test and test negative. Um, 24 hours is a really short window. And to be able to take the test and get the results, many people are testing um, at or near an airport, um, which is problematic because then if there are any issues at the airport and something happens and they can't test you, why then you're not leaving? Um, so it, it just it's been it's it's not inexpensive. The airport tests have been running between fifty and a hundred dollars. So let's say you've taken a family of four, that's going to add to your to your bill for the for the trip so it's it's been a hassle a big hassle and i would say that it definitely has been uh something that has had its foot on international travel thus far this summer because people are having friends who are going out having this issue and they're saying well i'll just wait i'm not going to deal with that and it's also impacting domestic travel because all those international travelers are now staying in the country so this will probably make a difference over the next couple of months, you're going to have more people who are going to be heading out internationally, uh, perhaps 
and not as many people traveling, uh, trying to fight for space domestically. We'll we'll see what happens. It'll people don't make, make reservations and leave tomorrow, so it'll probably be four, six, eight weeks before it happens. And I think we'll also see international airlines adding more international options for people. Well, all right, then. What else you got? I've got. Uh, let's see here. And it, it related to this, here's an article that suggests that perhaps international travel is cheaper cheaper than domestic travel to many popular destinations this summer I can because that. same reason not as many people traveling internationally because of restrictions and fears about the war in Ukraine of going to Europe and the like so we'll see if this makes a little bit of a little bit of difference um, here's a good article from Travel Pulse that talks about um, the importance now of having a good travel advisor and they say you know, there are two kinds of travel advisors. There are people who tell you that they're good, and then there are people who are actually good. Um, they're saying with all the mass out there of cancellations and what those cancellations brought in sometimes credit, in sometimes cash, in sometimes credit that should have been cash so your travel advisor could fight for you. But they also point out the fact that there are a lot of folks who have gotten into the travel advisor job fairly recently and may not have the quite the knowledge that folks who have been around for a while. So that's something we can ask Gwen Duncan about at the bottom of the hour um, when she checks in with us on cruises, because Gwen's been a travel advisor for quite a while. I'm sure it's frustrating to her to have to compete with people with less experience, but here is uh, an online company saying, hey, um, when you're looking for a travel advisor, don't just take the first person that you call. Maybe here are a few questions that you could ask that would help you decide whether or not that person is qualified the hotel industry in the last couple of years has made a big deal out of trying to be a little bit more racially fair and uh in its promotional practices and its hiring practices towards people of color and also towards women um this article that i'm referring to here suggests that maybe some of the major industry players marriott hyatt hilton ihg which is uh holiday inn Sandals Resorts for Seasons um, have created some of these things and said these are going to be the practices that we follow, but are they actually following them? Um, indeed, um, we're not seeing a huge influx, according to this article, of people of color or of women. Um, in 2021, only 11% of uh, 671 hotel company websites had any representation from women or or people of color on their website so only 11 percent so what they're saying here is that if you can't find these people on the website there's a pretty good chance you're not going to find them in the hotel Um, only one out of every 7.3 industry employees is black which is a decrease in representation from 2020 Um, women on the other hand um, women tend to have their numbers in the industry, in the hotel industry, are very good, but with those are when you count people like housekeepers and desk clerks and things like that. When you count only executives, once again, women are seriously under, uh, underrepresented at the top. So it's time for the hotel industry to stop just taking our money and start paying a little bit more attention, getting their own house in order. Disney has a brand-new cruise ship. Uh, the Disney Wish is the name of it. Um, came out on Thursday at the shipyard in Germany. It is, uh, like other Disney ships, destined to be more of a family-type uh, cruise line. It is 
going to make its first cruise on the 14th of of July and is making its way towards uh, Miami, which will be its own, which is, will be its home port. Southwest is closing its reservation centers. This is really interesting. There, uh, for years, U.S. airlines have had reservation centers where people reported for work, and you know you had fifty or a hundred or two thousand people on the telephone. Southwest Airlines says it's so hard now to get people to work in reservation centers because people have been able to work at home, and they've decided that some of these reservations people they can work from home. Right. And yeah. that 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 will be much more appealing to them and make it much easier for them to be able to uh, maintain the staff that they need. They use thirty two hundred reservationists at uh, their home hub in Dallas, also in Albuquerque, Atlanta, Chicago. Um, so they're doing away with all of those and saying that with computers and technology that people can work at home, that they can communicate uh to easily from home, they can attend staff meetings at home, and every once in a while they can get together at a central location. So um, Southwest deciding that maybe this is a way to have enough people to answer the telephone. One thing, Tom, that's really been a, a really difficult thing recently um, since COVID has settled down and people have started traveling, the wait on hold is can be unbelievable. Even if you're – even in my office – where someone is tra- calling a travel, a, 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 an airline or something, and they've got a special number that the public doesn't have. Um, we're finding that it's not unusual to wait on on hold for the better part of an hour. So I can only wow. imagine what the general mm-hmm. public is facing. If you're not a, a high-up member of a frequent flyer uh, club or something like that, and you're trying to call United Airlines just with a simple question, uh, you could be on hold for a long time. So Southwest, at least, which has been plagued as much as anybody with delays both at the airport and on the phone, at least appears to be trying to take a step to neutralize some of that delay time for people. And that is your travel news for today. And think how much money they'll save on office space rental. Oh, I think uh, that's probably part of the equation. Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of companies have found that to be... uh, be the case. All right. Travelguysradio.com links to a lot of good stuff that we have here on the program. Take me home. Yeah, we covered John Denver's uh, country road. So when I was playing in clubs, it was always a big hit. We are the travel and entertainment guys. Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And as promised, we're going to talk about Vacation rentals and uh, in our best way to try to make you a smarter vacation rentaler. What are the pitfalls, Mark? What what do people have to watch out for when they uh, get ready to do this vacation rental stuff? I think you just invented a new word, a vacation rentaler. Yeah, vacation rentaler. A vacation yeah. rentaler, yeah. I've never heard that word before, but I, I kind of like it. Um, Let's it, use kind, it. It kind of rolls around, rentaler, it kind of rolls around on your tongue for a while. It's kind of like Red Alert, only different. Um, hey, uh, our good buddy Chris Elliott um, has written an article this week, and it really struck a chord with me. I thought Chris was was right on. He's talking about how when you're renting a vacation home and you're reading the descriptions, you might come across some words that mean one thing to you and mean something mm-hmm. entirely different to the person who wrote the description. Okay. Um, he had a, a particular situation and experience with a getting a place in greece and the word eclectic 
Oh came yeah, out. eclectic. I always like eclectic. Well, places. eclectic sounds. Isn't that I great? mean. Well, I mean, eclectic yeah. sounds like it might have some really neat decor, or yeah. you know, there might be some aspect of the place that's a well, little different, a little funky, but you know, but cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and interesting, and, and something that you might, you know, you got there and you looked around and you, you immediately you started texting your best friend and saying, "Oh man, you're not going to believe this place that I got into." Um, Chris says maybe not so much. Um, eclectic to another person and it, what it means to you and what it means to the person who wrote the description. Um, so be aware of eclectic. Eclectic might just mean old or um, unusual and different and not different <laughs> in a good way, but just oh, different. And so okay. he's, he's saying that's the number one word to be careful of. Beware uh, of one, eclectic. Beware of eclectic. Um, like maybe they put the kitchen in a closet. Eclectic. Um, that's what he's what he's talking about. Um, cozy. He says, oh, I love cozy. Uh, yeah, he says you have to be careful because um, it, when you see the word cozy, he says, check the square sure. footage of the oh. rental because cozy doesn't mean you'll be comfortable. It could mean you'll be living in a shoebox. Uh. Uh, secluded <laughs> is another word to be aware of, he says. Um, it could it usually means you'll be miles away from the nearest anything. Oh, boy. Um, so if you want to be out in the middle of nowhere, then this might be for you. But if you're hoping to be near a grocery store or attractions or something like that, um, be careful of the word secluded. And opposite, he said the word urban could mean that you're in a crime-filled neighborhood or that it's crowded as heck or that there's no parking for anywhere within a mile of the place because you're in an urban setting. He says be careful of that. Here are some other words that he has um, on his list here. Um, Classic. And Chris says, aging home, rundown furniture. If something breaks, you'll pay to replace an antique. Uh, clean. Seriously? Who would want a vacation rental that isn't clean? Suggest the rest of the neighborhood might be in chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Inviting. Takes a nice picture if you use a wide-angle lens, but does anything actually work, or is it just for display? In other words, he's saying, you know, this inviting rental and be careful of wide angles, uh, wide angle pictures. Private. Chris says, so well hidden, you'll never find it. Uh, romantic. Kids are not welcome. Um, rustic. There are no signs of civilization. Better pack a satellite phone. <laughs> um, um, when you see this word secure, he says immediately the red flag could go up because this could be in a bad neighborhood. You're secure in a bad in, in, in a neighborhood that you might otherwise not rent in. They're telling you this one is secure. Secure, and, oh right. And oh. finally, he says the word warm is always a, a one to be careful of because thrown in the wrong place, it may mean that be careful. There might not be air conditioning, yeah, or you yeah. might be upstairs and there's not a lot of ventilation or something like that. So be care. And he says if the words warm and cozy are used together, be especially careful. So. Yeah, warm, secure, uh, eclectic. Yeah, and, cozy uh, yeah. and cozy. Yeah, and yo boy. Now and he I'm also says really if, if you're looking at the pictures online and you're thinking to yourself, God, this is just this is perfect. This is a, mm -hmm. this is a, for this price. This is amazing. He said, well, "Yeah, be a little skeptical because he said if you're thinking that everybody else and their uncle would be thinking that, and the place wouldn't be available for that price." So he said, "Be be skeptical if you see um, if they're using a lot of superlatives. <clears throat> if they're." If he says they're probably they could be trying to hide something, his point here is do your 
homework. There is a copy of Chris's article and his list, and you can find the whole thing if you go to TravelGuysRadio.com. If you are somebody who does vacation rentals, I'm not. Um, Airbnb or VRBO or you have your own uh, there are some smaller websites that people like to, to visit and, and pull off vacation rentals um, good for you I'm sure that folks who do this on a regular basis have stories of the great places they rented and of the places that disappointed them um, Chris has been renting some as he is still traveling overseas um, with his two boys and occasionally with his brother and so uh, these are I think these are words of wisdom from somebody who is experiencing them firsthand. What do you think? I agree. You know, uh, if you do a lot of this, particularly, uh, you you more than likely are, are you know open yourself up for maybe some bad experiences. You know, I've had one Airbnb experience, and everything was exactly as it was laid out. Uh, the pictures of the place when you got there, it was actually better than the pictures. The whole experience was was much better than I had anticipated. So I have this 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 vision of what what that's supposed to look like. This kind of information does make me stop and say, well, you know, next time or the time after that, it may not be. So you got to do your homework uh, and uh, do the research. One of the things I've seen that is really a a positive. If you have friends, uh, people that have used Airbnb, perhaps in a location that uh, that you're planning on going, uh, take their advice. Talk to them. Find. A, let's get a get a recommendation. Ah, that, that's yes. a, it's all just like anything, you know. A direct referral from a friend who maybe has been in a spot and and has already a favorite a favorite place. But anyway, just some things to be aware of. Hey, Mark, uh, with Sports Leisure uh, Travel over there. Mm-hmm. Yep. This, this, by the way, that's Mark Hoffman. I'm Tom Romano. We're the travel guys. You ever take uh, your uh, travelers to Graceland? We do, but I will tell you that, um, you know, we just celebrated our 43rd birthday. Uh, oh, yeah. Happy last, birthday. Last, last week. Um, and and the uh, I will tell you that Graceland, when I first went into business in 1979, was probably among the top 10 places domestically that people requested to go to. And now I would say that it's probably, if you had a top 100, it probably would make the top 100. As as the years since Mr. Presley's time on the planet have grown greater, um, same thing, the Will Rogers and Dale Evans Museum closed and the Roger Miller uh, King of the Road Museum in a little town in Oklahoma closed because, you know, once you get once the people who heard that music and were used to it and loved it get past that period, why then the people behind it say, uh, who were they and why would I go there? So, right. Um, yeah. Graceland's a great it's a Graceland's a great place to go to. Um, and people still enjoy going there. It was a rather opulent place where Mr. Presley lived. And if you have an interest in his music, why then it's absolutely some place you should go to. Plus, it's in Memphis, which is just a great city to visit. I mean, you can go to Memphis and Nashville if you like country music. If you're a country music fan at all, those are two cities that you absolutely should visit. All right. Well, we are the Travel Guys, and as promised, let's uh, let's to spend some time with our travel advisor expert, Gwen Duncan. Gwen, welcome to the Travel Guys. It's been a while. Do we have Gwen? Did we not reach Gwen? Is Gwen not available? Yeah, I'm here. 
There she oh, is. Oh, there you are. Well, my golly, there I, I, I'm here. Well, I'm glad you're there. I was worried nobody was answering at the radio station. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes during those little bottom of the hour breaks, you know, sometimes the person operating the board at the radio station maybe only has a couple three minutes to get things done that don't involve sitting in a chair in front of the board. Oh, so, okay. um, that, yeah, well, yeah, a lot of stuff to do while sitting in front of the board. Exactly, sure. exactly. When you're at the bottom of the hour, there's traffic and you know weather and all of yeah. that news and all that kind of jazz. So, Gwen, well, we're, here. we're here now. <laughs> Gwen, um, you you kind of are our lady who has connections to uh, to the cruise industry. We talked uh, during the week, and you mentioned that you haven't been on a cruise yet, but that you were going to be going soon. Where are you going next? Actually, I'm going to be going on a, a jazz cruise, a smooth jazz cruise. Doesn't that sound fun? <laughs> yeah, it well, does. Yeah, it does. Where's does, it leave, yeah. Where's it leaving but from? Actually, that's scheduled for um, the end of January, first part of February. And so Ron and I are looking right now to jump on a cruise line somewhere between now and Christmas. Have you been on a, on a cruise since COVID? No. Oh, okay. No. Is that, no does that make us? The last one we went to was in uh, Japan. We did a, a circumvent of uh, Japan. It was right when it was breaking out and it wasn't a pandemic yet. Should I read yeah. anything into the fact that the cruise lady hasn't taken a cruise yet, or is that just coincidence? <laughs> no, no, actually, actually, we've been working very hard. Everything was in booking, canceling, booking, ah, booking there you go. canceling, and then I was busy helping everybody. And then um, slowly, the the cruise lines are starting to open up, as you know. Um, Mark, you had mentioned about the capacity of ships that made a, a big difference too. Um, they hadn't been. Uh, cruising at full capacity, most of that was volunteer at the very beginning because they didn't know what was happening, and um, uh, then they had to get their act together. What are how are they going to react to this? Now, what's happened is it's gradually building up now. And what I saw in in Hawaii, for example, was that NCL's um, ship was only half full. And when we asked why it was only half full, they said because we just don't we don't have the crew. That's as many people as we can provide good service to. But then does that mean that some other – does that mean that if there's only half – does that mean there aren't as many entertainers, there aren't as many things to do? I mean – No, they'll still have the activities. Some of them, they close some of the restaurants and all that. But that's all opening up now. I mean, it's amazing how quickly all that's done. But they made a lot of changes uh, to allow this to happen. But the, you're right about the staff, and uh, they're gradually increasing now because of demand. You know, not a lot of people were ready to go cruising, and now they have had that, what I mentioned, is COVID fatigue or whatever, but they are ready to get going, and the investors are very interested in seeing that happen. Well, with the uh, cruise ships uh, being some of them half full, that probably ought to open up to make things a little better. You know, what, what about the masks and vaccine rules? Uh Right now, Gwen, where, where, okay. what do we have now, well, and where do you think it's headed? Uh, uh, the ships each they have their own policies, but generally speaking, they're leaving the wearing the mask on the indoors up to the person. Uh, you have to check that each cruise line is a little bit different, um, but they they are still requiring the vaccines. But what I want to mention is that even though um, the ships are are starting to open up and fill up. Uh, they've done surveys, and they found that um, many of the uh, cruisers uh, didn't really want to see it go to, to 100%. Uh, 
Uh, they said, uh, in fact, I found one survey that says 77% of the people said they liked having more space. Sure. And about, yeah, and about 56% of it um, are still cautious about um, getting it and having it to be quarantined and the like. So you well, think- also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, uh, you know, you're you're talking about still having issues with being able to fully staff a, a, a facility, a, a ship, uh, to be able to yeah. take care of the guests and all. So uh, you're, you're, you know, here again, the number of, uh, of people on that ship in relationship to the number of, of helpers uh, has got to be at the right ratio. So I would make think that that would keep the size down. Uh, and. Yeah. Is there any particular cruise, any particular cruises in particular locations that are uh, running more frequently, more popular? If you wanted a cruise right now, uh, where would you want to go? Would you want to go to Alaska? Are you going to go to well, where? This is the market for Alaska right now. May to September is the Alaska market. And uh, they still got availability on most all the ships. And, and that's in a real attractive you know, um, uh, itinerary for the summer because all the hurricanes in the Caribbean. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I usually try to avoid avoid the Caribbean. But one of the things that um, uh, I'd like to um, let your audience know is that the cruise lines are doing so much to take that that uh, survey that I talked to you about. It, that people said that they are being cautious about. You know, they'd like to see the cruise lines cautious about the occupancy. What they're doing is uh, they've taken on a lot more technology, and they're trying to get to what we call touchless cruising. So your your card will open your door. You can uh, charge, of course, your – but you can get – you can order drinks. You can uh, schedule uh, shore excursions and everything from your – uh, every every one of the cruise lines has a different little gimmick. It used to be considered a gimmick, but now it's something that's being uh, they're being obsessed with, uh, being able to keep it to where it's touchless. By doing that, they don't need as much staff. And Gwen, um, you it, well, and that's the same thing, same pl- thing everywhere. You even when you're buying things on an airplane now, you can't pay with a credit card. You have to have already had all of that done before you got on board. You mentioned to me that many in many cases people who canceled. A cruise. If they didn't take yes. a cash refund, they got a credit that was more than a hundred percent, like yeah. one hundred twenty-five, maybe even one hundred fifty percent of the original price. But yeah, but that isn't. But 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 that isn't turning out to be such a great bargain for people. Why is? Explain why that is. I tell you, it's a terrible one. Um, the cruise lines got to keep your money, and then whenever you go to book, uh, obviously prices have gone up. Uh, a lot of reasons for that, um, and some of it's fuel and food costs and everything else. But it, even irregardless of that, when we were booking before all of this inflation started really hitting full bore, they were uh, charging more for the cruises. So the cruises were costing approximately 25% more uh, to book a cruise. So there wasn't much of a, a – it wasn't a very good positive for you to be away from your money, some people, for two and a half years. Wow, wow, that's that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. That if even if a hotel said, well, you know, here's a, it, it's the same thing with hotel points now because the prices of hotels have gone up. The number of points, uh, miles, whatever it is that you're redeeming that they're asking for have gone up significantly. 
So therefore, those points and miles and stuff that you earned or that they gave you for getting the credit card and the like are you know, flapping in the wind. Let me ask you, because um, the, the bottom line to all of this, Gwen, is are people having a good time? You've got customers who are going cruising. It sounds like that you've that you can't go because you've got to stay home and take care of everybody else. Are people who are are going, are they generally happy? Are they um, I, I mean, I, I'm taking people on land packages and um, it's every day is an adventure. I just have to tell you, um, when you go out there, you never quite know what the next day is going to bring. And but people have been pretty tolerant of things and, and pretty. Yes. Well, you're absolutely right. And the one thing that any cruiser, I don't care, any vacationer, actually, they have to be flexible. They have to have a plan B or a plan C or whatever, because a lot of the cruise lines, the people are, uh, some people are disappointed that they get on the cruise and then they find out the itinerary changed. Uh, sometimes it's just before you're going to go on the cruise and they'll give you an option of canceling or still going on the cruise. They'll try to give you something to, to as an incentive. But it's gotten kind of um, difficult to feel secure in the reservation you made that there aren't going to be some kind of changes, whether it's the port they're leaving from. Like in Venice, it used to be you could go into downtown. Now they're using an alternative port. It's not really convenient that way. And there's just uh, and a lot of them, they just skip the port. So if you're getting ready to travel, I don't care if it's a cruise or a land package or you're going to Mars, if there is one thing in that trip that, boy, you planned the whole trip around, be really careful. If you've waited all your life to go to see Stonehenge, then and that's your one goal for the trip, then just be careful because a lot of things are not real solid right now, land, sea, or air, or whatever, and the, 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 the margin for disappointment is greater. If you're going someplace on a vacation and you can say, well, you know, I didn't get to see this, but it's okay. We had a group I was talking with at the beginning of the show um, was supposed to go there on, on Cape Cod. The second group is out there now. They're supposed to go to Martha's Vineyard for part of the day. Um, the ferry boat, due to uh, a lack of crew members, didn't operate, so those folks didn't get to go to Martha's Vineyard. If that's the only reason you went to Cape Cod, then your trip was likely ruined. But if you went to Cape Cod for a variety of reasons to enjoy yourself, then you probably still had a good time. Gwen, any uh, anything? Tom, one last question here for Gwen. Yeah, I was I was just going to make a point. You know, you mentioned Gwen that uh, if they tell you ahead of time that certain uh, particular parts of your cruise are not going to happen, uh, whether it's a, a shore excursion or whatever, uh, you you have the opportunity. Uh, to to back out to cancel to get take a uh, 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 some credits. But have you ever seen anybody uh, a cruise line or whatever say, "Well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna cut the price because you're not gonna get to do A, C, or E." Because no. I can tell you, if you go to Disneyland and half the rides are closed, the price is the same. You know, it's one of the things yeah. that irks people all the time is that, and you never know when they're going to break down. Some things, they'll tell you, we've got five rides, and if uh, Space Mountain was your was the one that you're going for, uh, you're not going to get money back, a discount ticket, or anything. You're just going to be disappointed. Well, let me tell you how the cruise lines do it. Uh, they don't lower the price or any of that stuff. That, that, that doesn't happen. But 
while they're on the cruise, if a stop of a port does not happen, then uh, everybody has paid port charges. That's fees to have docked there and to use that facility. So most of the cruise, not all, you want to know which cruise lines that don't do it. But uh, most cruise lines will put a credit on your uh, on your um, onboard credit, and mm-hmm. you can use that for you know specialty dining or something. They won't give you the money back. I mean, you have to use it while you're on the ship. You know, Gwen, right. not cash back, not cash back. Gwen, we got about right. thirty seconds here. Um, anything that you would, anything we haven't touched on that you would like to throw out to folks? Any wisdom that you can that you'd like to share? Well, I, uh, the only thing I can tell you is that a lot of the restrictions that happened during the pandemic will likely be permanent. And they're doing uh, some of that. Like, for instance, they're cha- they've changed to do on-time, uh, dedicated times for embarkation and disembarkation so that that reduces the crowds. That's going to stay. You know, they're they're trying to do everything they can. The, the mustering on the cruise lines will be in the cabins now instead of getting gatherings on the decks. They're trying to keep away from large groups having to stand together and not have the social distance, distancing. So they're doing all kinds of things to keep it safe and um, um, uh, mustering and comfortable and comfortable. Yeah, that's what you put on your sandwich right after you put the ketchup and the pickles on. You put the mustering on. Um, Gwen Duncan, thank you so much for your time. Um, lots of information as usual. We'll check back in with you in a little in a few weeks. And if you get anything exciting going on, why make sure you check in with us. Oh, I certainly will. You guys talk. Take it easy. All right. Thank you, Gwen. Gwen Duncan from Cordially Yours Travel. It just strikes me, Tom, that I didn't put a link to Gwen at TravelGuysRadio.com. So anyway, Gwen is with Cordially Yours Travel. That's her company. And uh, you can reach her there. Thank her. I thank her very much for her time. All right. All right, my folks, my friends, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Promise our audience that uh, in the near future I will uh, I will dig out that whole song and uh, let you let you hear it sometimes. Not very long, yeah. but it, it is so 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 unique. Uh, <laughs> I just think it fits Seattle really well. It's like Tony Bennett's "I Left My Heart in San Francisco" is is an old song, <laughs> but it still holds up really well. Um, especially on night, days when the Giants beat the Dodgers and they play it at the end of the, you know, everybody's leaving the ballpark happy. Oh, that's already happened a couple times this weekend and might happen again. Um, anyways, yes, I, I, I think that song is really, it has Seattle written all over it. So, we are the, yeah, hold on. We are the Travel Guys, Mark Hoffman, Tom Romano, every Sunday at 3 o'clock if you just happen to be tuning in. Mark? I want to talk a little bit about telemedicine. Before we get to that, I have one little quick thing here. Um, this is an article about hotels have gone to the robots. One of the ways that hotels are dealing with labor shortages, large hotels, is they're getting automated butlers. Um, they're talking about the Dream Hollywood Hotel in California. has a butler named Alfred, um, waits at the front desk, has a, has a white collar and a black bow tie, and Alfred is a robot. Um, guests request shampoo or a phone charger or some extra towels. They put them inside Albert and send him up to the room, and, you know, it seems to work. Cruise ships could probably uh, benefit from that. Oh, yeah, there's yeah. A, uh, there's, a, there's a bar in Las Vegas, and all of the bartenders are robotic. 
Really? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyways, this is uh, – so if you open your hotel door – and you're looking for a person and it's a robot or here's what will also happen is the robot comes up and uh, and leaves whatever it is outside your door and then automatically notifies you that it's there so that you can open the door and and pick it up kind of a cool thing anyways um, they're talking about a a uh, the Hawks K resort in Florida Keys has uh, bought a crew of 6 robots two of them run food and assist staff Two others vacuum common spaces, such as hallways and bathrooms, while another pair clean floors. So that makes sense. Um, housekeepers might not be happy, but there aren't enough of them right now anyway. So there you go. Um, this uh, There has been a lot said recently, and Tom, I'm sure you, I, I, some of my medical appointments now, I don't have to go to the doctor. I pick up the telephone. I hit FaceTime. Sometimes we talk without looking at each other. Sometimes we're just looking at each other. You can show the doctor something, you know, here, look, this is the spot that's bothering me or that's swollen or whatever like that. And so it's one thing when you're local, but gosh, when you're traveling, especially if you mm-hmm. were in a remote area or something like that, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to connect to your doctor and say, look, here's the problem. Find somebody to help me. I'm in uh Poughkeepsie, or I'm in the Upper Peninsula of, of Michigan, or something like that. It just right. seemed, it seems like yeah. the two things are made for each other. Absolutely. I mean, let's face it: if you schedule an appointment with your doctor for telemedicine, uh, what, regardless of what it's about, uh, you could be anywhere when you take that call, make that call, and have that appointment. And so, uh, telemedicine for. I mean, if you're traveling and you're on vacation and you have uh, a good rapport with your medical providers and you have used the technology before, uh, there's no reason that you can't uh, make an appointment online ASAP and be able to do telemedicine, uh, which may be way better and solve a a big problem uh, before you run to the emergency room or ER uh, in some strange town. What if you've got something that's take two aspirin and, and check on it in the morning type of thing? A um, couple of, of words of wisdom. Not every insurance policy or every travel insurance policy that has medical benefits covers telemedicine. So that might be a question now that you would ask when you're buying, uh, if you the kind of person who buys a medical policy before you travel is, does it cover telemedicine? And you might also check with your own insurance company. And another thing is just to, just to ask your doctor. Before you're going out on a big trip, hey, you know, are, are you doing telemedicine? Is, you know, I'm traveling. If I had an issue, would that be a way to be able to communicate with you? It seems to me like being just proactive and asking a couple of questions might set you up for a much easier situation, whether you were traveling for pleasure or you were going to visit relatives and you got sick and with this whole COVID thing going around and stuff like that. And who knows what is next? Why it would be incredible, I think, to be able to talk to your doctor from a distance without having to go there or their nurse practitioner or whoever could help you in a particular situation. Well, there you go. There you go. I, I like uh, tele telemedicine and doctor's appointments on my computer because they don't put me on the scale. Not going to make <laughs> me get on the scale and see how much weight I've gained and then check my blood pressure and, you know, and all that. So Hey, I next week we're going to have a lady on doctor. the program who has visited <laughs> over 100 com- con- different countries. She's going to give us some perspectives along the way. Thanks for tuning in. Remember to dance like nobody's watching. All right, that's a wrap, my friends. Don't forget TravelGuysRadio.com. We'll see you next week here on The Travel Guys. 
He never has the time to turn around